It was wonderful debate with the citizens and now we need to put on the paper. Il presidente. Ma cos'è la sinistra? The resolution is adopted. Hello and welcome back to Take a Left, the podcast from the Socialists and Democrats in the European Parliament. I am Manuela Lucianer. One of the largest democratic exercises in European history, the Conference on the Future of Europe just concluded. People from all over Europe were able to share their ideas on how to shape a better Europe, working together with national MPs, members of the European Parliament, civil society representatives in a series of workshops on different themes. At the end of April, the plenary approved the final recommendations that the conference is making to the EU. On May 9th, Europe Day, these proposals were handed over to EU leaders. Many of the proposals were progressive, on subjects as diverse as developing an EU action plan on mental health and building an EU knowledge platform on how to repair products. The conference comes out of a recognition that politics and policy making needs to be closer to citizens. For Irache Garcia Perez, our president, the conference was an opportunity to reconnect. Austerity, leaving people behind, has led to disaffection. This has led to a distancing of citizens from the very project of Europe. And we need to reconnect. We need men and women, young and old, to trust Europe again and tell us how to do it. This is a joint project, it is a shared project. We cannot do it alone from the institutions and that is why we need this conference to be a real meeting place, a space for debate, to be able to look for solutions, to be able to strengthen the Europe of welfare, to leave no one behind. The conference was planned and kicked off one year ago, way before the Ukraine conflict. But Russia's devastating aggression has strengthened EU resolve and thrown the importance of unity into sharp relief. The extraordinary situation we are going through with the war in Ukraine has shown us the need we have to make progress in a more united Europe, in a stronger Europe that faces the challenges we have at the moment. The work of the citizens' panels has been completed and we are now collecting all those contributions that go along the lines of being able to move towards a more social Europe, a fairer Europe and a Europe that advances in the protection of people. To understand how the conference worked, we spoke to Gabby Bischoff. My colleague Ewan McPhee spoke to her in Strasbourg. In a nutshell, what is the conference in the future of Europe? This really, what we are experiencing at the moment, is a huge historic experiment. We have citizens, 800, that came together from all over Europe to discuss concrete proposals, how we can improve the functioning of the European Union and how Europe can better deliver. And it's fantastic. And apart from elections or referenda, have you ever seen a democratic exercise of, of this size? No, never ever. And I was very curious how it would work because I was involved in developing this concept. And we had looked on deliberative 
processes in Belgium, in France, in Ireland, in other countries. There were some cross-border experiences, but never such a citizen's uh, involvement uh, on, on such a scale and with 27 member states. And you're, a, you're an MEP, you're an elected representative, and you represent citizens. So why did the Parliament agree to this type of exercise? The European Union um, is going from crisis to crisis since a decade or more. And we realized that we would need a fresh look on it, that it would be very good to involve citizens to reflect what kind of changes do they want. And I was most impressed by the perspective of the citizens. They don't like to discuss institutional questions or philosophical debates. They very down to earth analyzed in fields of migration, in foreign and security policy, in does Europe deliver that I can have a good job with a decent income? Uh, do I have good prospects for my children? From a very down-to-earth perspective, they, did, they delivered grand political proposals. How important is the conference for, for the future of Europe? That's the tricky question. Because we now have this broad support from all components of this conference. European parliamentarians, national parliamentarians. Even the council was in the debate just uh, five minutes ago, uh, very open and supportive even for treaty changes, at least some governments, but also of civil society, social partners, commission. We now have these proposals. But the next steps will be decisive. Will this lead to a real debate in the European Council to open treaty changes? Not to have treaty changes um, just to have them, but a lot of the proposals that the citizens made, if you want to implement them, you need certain treaty changes in the area of health, for example or also in social policy, or they want to abolish anonymity because they say, I was very impressed, a citizen just said some minutes ago, we want a union f that creates solutions and not blocking the future of Europe. So we, as the parliament, we feel a very strong responsibility to safeguard these proposals and to make sure that they are really implemented. But it will also affect policy changes. So we expect that the next working program of the Commission will seriously incorporate the proposals of the citizens and that this will be a new style of um, really Commission's works program. And from the citizens' proposals, um which ones do you think are the most uh, ambitious or the most imaginative or the most interesting for you? One, one thing that struck me is that the citizens in many working groups expressed that uh, Europe does not provide enough convergence, meaning 
that we have similar living conditions in Europe and that Europe falls short here. And they came up with quite radical <laughs> proposals in some areas also to harmonize policies because they say otherwise we will not achieve really that we will have good working and living conditions in all member states but we will continue to have um, countries with very very low standards there for their citizens and and this struck me most also that we need to uh, we need to discuss this also further what does this mean and how can we provide more and better convergence and coherence in Europe You've been here from the very beginning of the process and this is the the last session, the last day. What's the atmosphere compared to the beginning and how do you feel that it's coming to an end? I was quite moved when I just heard the reports of the citizens, how they assess the result and also that they are still believing that Europe has a future and that they can be and want to be part part of this. So in the beginning we didn't really know, there were also some ten tensions sometimes how we discussed together, um, sometimes also the, the citizens got quite frustrated the way we politicians talk and discuss or yesterday um, a citizen that Ms. Jensen from my working group, she said, in the working group I sometimes had the impression that our proposals will sort of go down in political agendas and, uh, and this over the process that citizens became much more self-confident, they developed a great team spirit. Uh, I'm really impressed by that and also the debates between the different components um, improved with this and I think uh, respect is something that came out of it. Respect I think also from the citizens that they say oh my god I didn't have an idea how complicated it is when you have uh, 27 different experiences you are bringing me to agree uh, you are bringing with you to agree on compromises but also respect on the side of the politicians for the seriousness the citizens worked uh, and with what proposals in the end they came up have there been any surprises along the way have you have you learned anything yourself from from the process i've learned a lot i've learned a lot uh, and i think we should what we should take with us is this different perspective on european policy to start from the needs of the citizens and then develop the policies and not discuss abstract policies and then in the end focus on what this should deliver for citizens um, and and also I'm quite sure that this can be a good model uh, when we are struck stuck in European policy and nothing is moving because we cannot agree between council and parliament or within the council that targeted on certain conflict issues where you can really go in depth in the debate it would be very good to have citizens panels to involve them 
uh, to overcome deadlocks and uh, and come up with with joint uh, proposals. I think it worked quite good in Ireland this way in very complex questions of abortion and other issues. Uh, and I think also in European policy, we should draw the lessons from the experience and and really continue to have targeted citizens uh, panels or citizens conferences like we did here. So what happens now? Um, what's Parliament going to do with the recommendations that um, have been decided? The Parliament was always very convinced to use this process and not, not just doing it for doing it, but doing it for achieving change in Europe and reform. This is why the Parliament immediately after the conference on the future of Europe um, agreed on a resolution uh, where the Parliament confirmed its determination to implement the proposals of the citizens and this is on two legs. One leg is policy changes and the other leg is to achieve policy changes, to have some targeted treaty changes and to trigger Article 48 because the Parliament has the competence to do so, to ask for a convention to change the treaties. And we are working on further concrete proposals in which areas, looking at the proposals of the conference, we want to achieve treaty changes and how they should be designed. And so the conference on the future of Europe is over and the work continues. It's fair to say citizens have been at the heart of, of, of the conference. Do you think they're happy with the outcome? In the last plenary, the citizens expressed um, that they were very glad and proud to be involved in this process, that they not 100% support every sentence of this report, but they are very content that uh, their proposals have been serious and that in this almost 330 proposals the conference is giving the overall majority stems from the citizens' proposals and citizens' work. So yes, they are happy with it and it's the same in the parliament. We are also having the same impression it's a huge package, it's a compromise. I also wouldn't like to sign every sentence that is in there and every proposal, but I'm overall content. I think it's quite progressive proposals to change Europe so that Europe can better protect and enable its citizens. We're talking about talking to citizens and their input, but it would be remiss to not include them in the podcast. One of the most important subjects was actually how the EU works, because they felt it often blocks decisions. We had this issue of qualified majority voting as the main solution, which was a kind of strategy to fight against the problems. The blockage at the level of the European Union in not being able to act effectively and in time, in particular that the Ukrainian crisis has to some extent turned everything upside down. 
2022 is the European Year of Youth and young people's perspectives were at the fore. The youth was always like in the, um, in the center of the discussion, so also the old, older people uh, in the, in the uh, working groups always ask, they are, what do the young people think, because it's, the conference is about the future of Europe, so um, yeah, the young people should be in the, in the center of it. There's absolute need to listen much more and much better to young people, because they should actually present their view on the things uh, currently, You've got places where young people are much more involved in the processes, actually, in the information and so on. And then you've got places where actually it's not existing. There's an absolute need to, to have cross-generation discussion on how this actually should look like. Eventually, which changes should be made to, to ease the young people, but much bit bigger and better participation in the processes and in the elections. On Europe Day, 9th of May 2022, the conference presented its demands to the European Union. It remains to be seen which are taken into account and actually implemented. The conference is over and it's now up to member states to play their part. But our political group, the Socialists and Democrats, is committed to taking their ideas forward and making them a reality. We'll keep fighting to turn these proposals into reality. Social progress and making people's lives better has to be the end goal here. You can see more about our vision on our dedicated platform progressivesforeurope.eu that's for as a numeral. And you can share your ideas there too. As ever, thanks for listening to Take a Left. Remember to check out progressiveforeurope.eu Take care and long live Europe!